Welcome back to Middle Tech, guys. If you are sports fans like us, you're probably pretty happy with that Supreme Court decision a couple weeks ago. The federal ban on sports gambling is now unconstitutional. So your state might allow it. Kentucky might allow it. What does that mean for the state? What does that mean for sports? We're going to cover it all here. Don't miss it. Alright guys, welcome back. Once again, my name is Nate. I'm here with Evan. How you doing, man? Doing well. It's bright and early. It is like 8.30 on a Friday morning. How you feeling? <laughs> I'm feeling alright. <clears throat> Went out last night. Yeah. Um, but I'm feeling good this morning. Yeah, I tried to go weather's, out last night. Weather's awesome this morning. I went out on the balcony. And <laughs> it's a good day. Had a nice morning balcony. Yeah. I tried to go out last night. That didn't quite work Yeah, why well don't you tell me. everybody about that? Yeah, Give, well... Give uh, Wildcat a shout out. <laughs> Don't want to uh, speak too poorly of any business, but I, I think I have a new enemy yeah. uh, downtown. You and uh, the bars, man. Yeah, I, there's always <laughs> an issue. <laughs> you should, hope, I'm gladly it's not caused by me, usually. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm still technically a New York State resident, and so I showed up with my New York State ID, which they had previously cracked. Uh, and so now they were checking it again and just snapped it in half. It's hanging on by a thread. Uh, so they cracked your ID in the past. They cracked it like you three go back, weeks ago. They do the same thing. They snap in half. Yep. Uh, and then the bouncer got pissed at me and had to go see her boss. The boss then was like checking it under a black light and like rubbing it and stuff and was, like acting like he was doing me a favor because he was going to let me in because he realized it was real. Uh, and I asked, um, you know, how can you guys pay for the replacement? You know, thank you for letting me in. I don't really care to be let in now. I, I just want to know how we can fix the situation. And I was told to, quote, get out of his life. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So I uh, I was pretty pissed, went home. Uh, the replacement didn't cost nearly as much as I thought. Uh, it's much easier now in New York than I think it used to be. But uh, still pissed uh, to be treated like that. Great business that they're running there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah, it's a good time. I'm feeling great this morning, though. Got to bed early, yeah. Uh, so now ready to do this. Um, today we're talking talking about another vice. You know, the alcohol's a vice, uh, but another vice is gambling. Yeah, let's talk about what's going on there. Yeah, so um, just I guess a quick recap how we got to this point and why we're talking about it today. Um, la- I believe it was last Monday. It might have been two Mondays ago. Uh, the Supreme Court struck down um, a 1992 law um, that was a federal ban on sports gambling, so betting on sports games. Except for Nevada, right? Yeah, I think it was a, uh, I think it, from what I read, it was like a rollout, a slow rollout of the law, yeah. and states could, um, they could like petition to be an exception, yeah. and Nevada was the exception in yeah. Vegas. Um but so the, the Supreme Court said that that federal ban was unconstitutional. So now it's up to the individual states to allow or disallow it. Um, and the, it was a New Jersey versus the United States. Um, I believe there might have been a different name for it, but those were the two sides of it. Um, and because New Jersey has a, a, race, a horse race track up there called Monmouth Park um, that had wanted to do it and is actually already set up to do it. They're gonna if they haven't already started, they're starting in the next week or two. Yeah. Um, 
so it's like now legal in New Jersey. Monmouth is already um, doing sports betting. Um, so that's where we are. So now states can make the decision of within their borders, um, whether it's physically or online, they want to allow sports betting. Uh, what do you think of that? I mean, I think it makes makes sense. I mean, I don't have personally have a problem with with sports betting. I think it adds excitement and it adds more revenue and business for stakeholders. Uh-huh. Um, so I don't, you know, I kind of like the decision. Yeah. I like I like the fact that they're leaving it up to states, which I think the majority of law should be left up to states. So. Yeah, I mean, that's how the Constitution is written, and yeah. that's uh, that's why they made that decision. I, in their statement. I think the Supreme Court said, you know, this is a this is a huge decision. Uh, yeah. It's a big deal whether or not this should be allowed. It's not a deal that we should have to deal with. It's something yeah. for the states to deal with. Yeah, I like that. Um, well, so you can already bet at Churchill Downs in Keeneland now. Yeah, so honestly, I'm not 100% clear on the, the legal difference between betting on a game versus betting on a horse race. Um, obviously, there's some kind of difference there since it's been allowed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think in almost every state you can bet on a horse race if there happens to be a horse park there. Yeah. Um, so so that was interesting to me. Um, another way in which gambling is legal, even in states that it's technically not legal, is the lottery. Yeah, yeah. You know, almost every state has a lottery. Yeah. I mean, that's gambling right there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's interesting. It seems like there's all these workarounds where gaming is legal, where it's technically illegal. Um I I, I kind of want to start on a high level here and just you, you said you don't have a problem with it I don't yeah. either um, a lot of people do though um, mm-hmm. a lot of people have like moral issues with sports gambling and or say it's going to ruin the game um, I don't know I don't agree with that yeah I mean I don't either my thing is like you know you talk about people getting addicted to gambling getting addicted to you know all the vices whatever it might be. I don't think uh, the government can really play a, a role in preventing people from getting addicted to, you know, substances, to gambling, mm-hmm. and I think they should just leave it up to the people in the states to decide, you know, I'm going to gamble or I'm not. Yeah. Because um, it's going to bring a lot of good, but of course it's going to bring, you know, a good amount of bad with it. It's just how people you know, use it. Yeah. Um but I, if someone's addicted to gambling, they're gambling already. Exactly. You know, That's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> the government that has literally no control mm-hmm. over people getting access to their vices. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. nothing the government can do. Yeah. I also think there's the argument, and I mean, people apply this argument to marijuana all the time. Um, I wanted to bring that up, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's shadier when it's legal and you have to go to a back alley and yeah. get your weed, or you have to go to a back alley and meet the bookie in a smoky well, room. Yeah, everybody loses when there's a black market. Yeah. Like, except the people that are dealing it. Yeah, they People win. run in the black market. Because the, the government misses out on revenue, the people miss out on a good product. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, legalizing these kind of things like marijuana and, and gambling, I think makes more sense than keeping it illegal. Yeah, the people get a better product, the government gets tax revenue, um, but also the people can be safer because the government can yeah. openly regulate mm-hmm. Um, these businesses that are completely well, more awareness is, is operating above the law is you know brought up around legalized things like marijuana. Look at Colorado, mm-hmm. you know they're taking all of, a good portion of the revenue from marijuana and putting it towards education in general, but also education and substance abuse and stuff like that. Yeah. So I mean, I just think that it makes a ton of sense to legalize these kind of things and let you know the states do what they want with it, 
and you know, hopefully make more good out of it than you know, yeah. negative. Uh, this is extremely high level and oversimplifies history. Uh, but I think back to Prohibition uh, and the Mafia. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> the Mafia flourished <laughs> because they could illegally deal alcohol and yeah. be involved with that whole industry. Um, and obviously the Mafia stayed in power a long time after Prohibition was over, but that's how they got their legs. Um, and with, with all these shady industries, shady things that exist, um, just bringing the activity, which is sports gambling, into the daylight uh, is going to hurt these things, which is yeah. a good thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, listen, it's, it's people's money to do what they want with it. Yeah. Uh, I got a lot of friends in sports, but... I, I have. Their, I've phone. dabbled in the past. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I see a lot of people sports bet on their phone, and it looks fun. I'm not... Into gambling, I never, never gambled. Never, I mean, I you know bet on horses and I play blackjack. But, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't be the kind of guy that bets on every NBA game. Yeah. I got friends that do. I uh, I think it was like a year ago. I made an account on this website called Bovada. Yeah, that's the um, site everybody. I feel like uses. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people use it, dude. It's crazy. It, I mean, I know it's technically illegal, uh, but you get on there and you, and you feel like you're dealing with. Some like super polished, yeah, just like amazing website. It looks like it. Um, the the difficult part was I had to uh, buy Bitcoin through Coinbase and then transfer the Bitcoin to the comp- to Bovada's wallet and then, yeah, you know, there's all that stuff and who knows even if I make money and I withdraw Bitcoin, am I gonna make dollars in the end because the you know it's so volatile, mm-hmm. which we talked about last yeah, time. Yeah. Um, but these things are out there, and they're easy for people to access. I got on my MacBook, and in 30 yeah. minutes, I was betting on an MLB game last summer. Yeah. I mean, again, the government cannot stop yeah. people from doing what they want. Yeah. They can't. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing they can do. So they might as well, you know, create the regulation around stuff. But I don't I don't agree with, you know, making things like sports gambling or marijuana illegal. I just mm-hmm. don't. So. Yeah. I like uh, the decision. Yeah, I do too. But um, let's... Uh, Let's talk about some of the stakeholders that, you know, benefited from this, and then especially Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah, you want to hit on that? Yeah, so, I mean, first of all, uh, obviously the, the stocks that are, you know, public on the market and have anything to do with sports betting uh, shot up. So Caesars Entertainment shot up. Yeah. Uh, and then Churchill Downs, the local uh, local company, shot up. Yeah, So and that's the day of the decision. Yeah. Like, immediately. Yeah, so they went up, respectively, about 5 percent each mm-hmm. yeah so. which i mean i think that that shows that people are optimistic about the the industry going forward and the way that these companies are going to take advantage of it um churchill downs I, this is a good segue i guess into the, the local aspect of this um they're they're getting involved they've already announced kentucky yeah, had, has not legalized it yet but churchill yeah. Downs is involved uh we can talk next about how kentucky could make a move um, but Churchill is not waiting. They've made a partnership in New Jersey um, since already legal there with a, a company. I think it's called Golden Nugget up there. Um, and they're expanding their Twin Spires service where you can currently bet on horses mm-hmm. um, in New Jersey. And then as it expands in the states where sports gambling is legal, you can get on Twin Spires and bet on games. Um, just hmm. like early 2019, they said. Yeah, so very cool. They, and they are just taking taking advantage of it and that's what they need to do yeah they already have a lot of expertise in horse racing online don't they they already have a app for that? yeah they have twin spires which um it's 
It's a separate entity from the track, but it's in the same parent company, Churchill Downs yeah. Incorporated or whatever it is, the parent company. Um, and it is a nationwide horse betting yeah. website and app. So they bring a lot of expertise. Yeah, they. I mean, they transact so much money. Oh, I bet. And they're the official partner of the Derby, obviously, of a bunch of other races, a bunch of other tracks. Uh, they know how to handle gaming. Yeah. Online. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see where that goes. Their design of the website and the app is a little confusing. Uh, that needs to be improved. But I think added revenue and added attention from general sports betting uh, is just going to make that platform better. Yeah. I'm really excited to see some of the like user interfaces that pop up mm-hmm. uh, on mobile and desktop to like watch and and live, you know, kind of a yeah. interface that's more than just watching, you know, like a game live. Yeah. You know, they're going to be able to put graphics on it. They're going to be able to make games out of it. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with the interface to make it more yeah. fun and get people, you know, of course, more hooked. Yeah. You know, just like social media gets more people going through and scrolling through feeds. The betting industry is going to create interfaces that keep people betting. Yeah. Oh, imagine, you know, like the, the conference finals in the NBA are going on. Imagine yeah. watching it, you're streaming it on Watch ESPN or whatever, uh, and there's a big play and there's a minute left. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, LeBron brings the Cavaliers up above the Celtics, but it's only two points and one more minute, a little thing pops up on the side of your screen. Are the Celtics going to come back? Yes or yeah. no? Here are the lines. Oh, yeah. I mean, that right that's, there. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I think that's a great use of, of gambling. And, of course, I think a lot of people would partake in that. Yeah. Especially once partnerships are made. Does that, yeah, that, that's the thing. Like, any streaming service is going to have to have a partnership with a betting service unless they're fully integrated. Um, I think they will. Yeah. But does something, you know, as I talk about that, does something like that concern you? Because is, is that encouraging betting? Is that why these people are scared of it? Like... Can, are you going to be able to escape it? I think so. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't sit there and bet on it. Yeah. I mean, I just think anybody that you know is smart is not going to sit there and gamble every game and every play and mm-hmm. throw their money away. Yeah. But then, does it prey on the people who aren't smart? I'm just playing devil's advocate. No, I hear you. I mean, that's a good point. Uh, it makes it too easy. Yeah. I, I hear what too you're easy to gamble. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a worry, but I don't think that should keep it from happening. Mm-hmm. I think it, and I think I think if, if you're not intelligent enough to not gamble, you're gonna blow your money other ways. Yeah, that's true. You're gonna go and you know buy some some dumb shit you don't need anyways. Mm-hmm. So you might as well just yeah gamble. <laughs> and I I think that's where regulation comes in. You know, maybe these states say it has to be a separate platform. Maybe they say you have to opt in to see gambling messages in-game, whatever it yeah. is. Um, it'll be cool to see, like, sports center and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. here's the score, here's the line, here's the payout. Yeah. You know? Or, hey, you know, let's let's create a technological solution for those people that are not intelligent enough to stop themselves from gambling. Let's introduce artificial intelligence into their transactions. What do you mean by that? So let's get artificial intelligence, paying attention to their transactions. Anytime that they bet, and they notice that they lost a bet and it continues at a pace that is not sustainable for their bank account, mm-hmm. the AI will automatically, of, of course, with with the uh, opt-in from the, the person, will automatically keep them from, prohibit them from gambling. That's interesting. So, you know, I'm sure that's possible. That's that's a whole other part of the industry. Like, I, I wrote in our notes here, I, I used the word land grab. I think there's going to be a land grab for people trying to be 
as accessible to bet as possible. Yeah. I think there'll then be a counter move, like what you just said, a land grab. There's going to have, yeah, there's going to be both sides of it because, yeah. I mean, I think artificial intelligence is a great solution there because mm-hmm. all the AI has to do is just, you know, pay attention to your transactions yeah. and recognize unhealthy patterns. Mm-hmm. And if it notices a pattern, then it, it alerts you and gives you a warning, hey, I'm going to, you know, block your account for 24 hours from this yeah. this gambling site. And then you're going to have to stop. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's, you know, right off the bat. I mean, I don't think it's hard to come up with solutions to these kind of, you know, issues. That's interesting. That's a, I mean, that's even a much bigger solution for just, like, a lot of people who blow their money on anything. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, let's let's start that company. I just thought of that 30 (laughs) seconds ago. All right. We got it. No one takes (laughs) that. So, Kentucky. Um, Churchill Downs is doing it. They're doing it in New Jersey is where that part is going to be based. Um. The state's going to have to legalize it if they want it to happen. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think Kentucky, I think Matt Bevin would make a mistake if he doesn't. Yeah. So he previously, like before this was a Supreme Court decision, when it was, you know, when it was in the in the line and they were going to debate it, I guess. I'm probably using the wrong legal terms here. Um, but when they knew that the decision was coming up, people asked him what he had thought. Uh, and he said he will never sign a bill that legalizes sports gambling in the state of Kentucky. Yeah. Like, the, if the, if, um, you know, the, the Congress, the, the state Senate and House pass it, mm-hmm. um, he's going to not sign it. They're going to, he's going to veto it. They're going to have to overrule. He just does not want to be involved with it. The decision was made, and then he said, well, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then a bunch of senators and representatives have come out in support. Um, it's going to have to wait till the next uh, session, which I believe is next year. Well, he probably knows that he'd get paid a good amount of money if he legalizes it. Yeah, through that, lobbying, and people true. are going to pay him off. Yeah, so now he's playing. Hard yeah, he's got to play both both sides <laughs> to see who pays him more. <laughs> that's a good point. That's what politics is. So. Yeah. Um. But just imagine what it could do for the state. You know, we're, yeah. we're in a little bit of a budget crisis. You, pension. Pension is a huge crisis. Jeez, I got family members that are affected by the pension, so. You know, I, I'm for whatever it takes to get more revenue in the state, yeah. whether it's gambling or marijuana, either one. Yeah. One of them needs to happen or both. Yeah. Um, the other issue is I, I think we're set up perfectly for it. It's, yeah. it's going to be a missed opportunity whether or not, or like in general. Yeah. But I think specifically being the state of the the Derby, yeah. being the state of Keeneland, being the state of um, – Historical racing is what they call it. It's basically yeah. gambling already at Red Mile. Um, yeah. People come to Kentucky for betting. Yeah. I mean, horse racing wouldn't be throw bourbon in there. Like people yeah. travel to Kentucky to Have experience fun. bourbon and the horse country, and you start adding gambling in there, and you combine and you know create these new experiences. Yeah, there. That's something interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also worrying. Uh, West Virginia is much further along legalizing it than we are and they're right next to us yeah if they legalize it and we don't there's lost revenue right there you just Absolutely. Hop, hop the border yeah i think we got to get get it you know legalized as quickly as we can and take advantage of the kentucky brand mm-hmm. i mean because our brand is, is pretty solid when it comes to you know horses and you know, horse racing and, and bourbon and other things yeah and i think there's just a way to you know improve that brand and bring more people here is there a way to do it i'm trying to I, I you that's our brand. Yeah. You're right. Horses, bourbon, that that is the Kentucky brand, that's what people know. We mm-hmm. were just in Aruba and if people didn't say KFC, 
Yeah. Maybe say Kentucky, they said horses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I would much prefer that one. Um, yeah. But that that brand is classy. Yeah, you know, I think it's upscale. I think gambling is. How do you make that classy? How do you make gambling classy? Yeah. I mean, I think it's already kind of got that tone. Um, at least, kind of the the brand of it is you know people think of Vegas. Yeah. People think of casinos, mm-hmm. and those are kind of already places that you know have that classy feel. People go dress up. They yeah. go to have a good time. Uh, they drink. And so I think, you know, we already kind of have that going for us. Mm-hmm. That's true. I also think, do you think there's a difference, though, in that class of feel of, oh, you sit down and you play poker, you play blackjack, versus mm-hmm. you sit on the chair and there's five games on TV yeah, and I mean, I think you're pressing a button? Yeah, I think, I think there's a difference. Classy? Yeah, I think it is. I think it's going to open up a new demographic towards gambling and open yeah. up a new, you know, people that wouldn't consider gambling, you know, in the past, they're going to start doing it. Because mm-hmm. like, you know, people that go to Vegas are a totally different crowd than people that you know love watching the NBA every night. Yeah. And you know, are you know, in that kind of. I actually think there's a, there's probably an overlap there. No, there's definitely an overlap. But I'm saying that you know, college students or the younger demographic, in their you know, I'd say up to 30s, mm-hmm. I think that that online betting, sports betting, opens up a whole new group of people to bet yeah um, you have to tra- so what I'm saying is you have to travel now to bet yeah you have to travel to Vegas yeah and you know most people they can't just travel and bet so mm. when you legalize it nationwide and you bring it online it's going to open up a lot more people that couldn't uh, the very gamble yeah slower. people that couldn't gamble before can now gamble is what I'm saying yeah okay that makes sense so I think it's going to skew to the younger crowd for sure because it's going to be mobile for sure yeah which is what unfortunately which is what the these classy Type of companies in Kentucky are are missing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Keeneland. It, love going to Keeneland. It's great, um, but the, our age, the average person our age, does not fit who they want there or who their <coughs> who their like picturesque client is. Yeah. Um, beyond just obviously their picturesque client is probably a little older. Beyond that, just the lifestyle. Um, the average person our age is not that, uh, and I think that's much more of a modern thing than it was 40 years ago, I think people in Kentucky skewed much more towards the Keeneland type before mm-hmm. than they do now. Um, so uh, let's keep using Keeneland as an example. They're poised perfectly uh, to start doing sports betting. Yeah. You know, Churchill Downs is doing it. they got to keep up. Yeah. Um, will they do it? Does it fit their brand? Uh, and how do they do it in a way that makes sense? Yeah, I mean, again, I think it's got to be some kind of mobile mobile play towards the younger demographic, mm-hmm. given how young Lexington's demographic is. Yeah. I mean, you got to start in Lexington, you know, really you know, do well in Lexington and, and build a great user experience, and then if they want to scale it, then they should scale it. Yeah. Because the Keeneland Racetrack, you know, definitely has a great brand, and they have, you know, the young demographic here in Lexington, I think they'll take advantage of that. How I think they should do it is through Red Mile. Uh yeah. They own Red Mile. Okay. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. When I was an intern there, and I'm still salty about this, <laughs> when I was an intern uh, at Keeneland two, two, two and a half years ago, something like that, um, it was like a year or so after they had um, purchased a, a large stake in Red Mile and they were they were controlling it along with the, the other partner. Yeah. Um, and I had the idea um, that they needed to market Red Mile to our age. Um, That's true. Red Mile is right in between... Every single apartment complex. It's surrounded by college students. 
They have dollar beer nights and dollar hot dog nights. They have blackjack? Uh, no, because that's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, they they have dollar beer and dollar hot dogs. They have chariot racing, <laughs> which I've never been to chariot racing, but it sounds cool. It just yeah, sounds like something I'm, fun to watch. I, so I lived in Newtown Townhomes yeah. right next to it. Yeah. And my parking lot like looked right into the track. You probably heard the races. I've heard the races. I've watched yeah. the chariot races. It's it's at night. It could too. be a good time. It's at like eight o'clock at it night. It could be a good time. I was thinking of it as like uh, minor league baseball. Like we yeah. go to like some legends. Yeah, yeah. You're not enthralled by what's going on on the field, but it's just a fun experience. Yeah, I mean... That's Redmond. Yeah, I'd, I'd they didn't, to go They didn't want to market to, to kids. And, uh, yeah, I think kids that's is what they thought. stupid of them. Yeah. I mean, I think they, they, they should. Because um, I would be interested in you know, dollar beers and, and cheap food and watching chariots go around on the track. And if I had a placing a bet on the NBA game that's on the big screen at the yeah. same time. Yeah, exactly. It's just a place to go and... Mm-hmm. Or get a different experience than your apartment or your library. Yep. I think that's the perfect way that the Keeneland quote unquote brand is um is saved, maintained. Um, but they can still take part in it. And that's gonna bring a lot of revenue to Lexington. Yeah. That's gonna bring a lot of business to Lexington. Um and quite honestly that's gonna make Red Mile do a lot better than it's doing right now. Yeah. Um I'm not confident they'll do that though. Yeah. I mean yeah, I think you it's that catering to the college students, but it's mobile. So what I'm mm-hmm. thinking of is you go to, you know, Keeneland Racetrack. You don't even have to be there. But rather than, you know, go to a, to a teller and, and submit your bet, you have a you know, great user interface and an app that's yeah. fun to use and just bet on the races so you can, don't have to walk back and forth the whole time. Yeah. So you just sit with your friends. Mm-hmm. you got an awesome app. You can set up, maybe you set up groups. Yeah. Group betting. That's interesting. I mean, there's a lot of things that can be done with an app that are fun. And in the moment. And I yeah. just think that they need to capitalize on that because they have a young demographic. Mm-hmm. And then they could also expand that beyond just being there. You know, Whether they partner with Flint's buyers um, or they create their own solution. Um, having Red Mile betting. And just Red Mile. Imagine that's like a brand name for, for an online betting thing. That'd be cool. A bet yeah. on Red Mile. Yeah, uh, I'd say so. They, they have the opportunity to build such a brand and bring so much revenue in. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of legal red tape even after it's legalized, um, but that's an opportunity you cannot miss. And I'm just worried that the brand of Keeneland and the traditional ways are going to stop it. Yeah, I. I mean that's definitely a worry. I think that they should. I get the tradition. I get the the brand they're trying to create, but mm-hmm. they have to branch out if they you know want to continue to to grow. Yeah. Because I mean you have to keep trying to acquire new users and if you keep catering to the exact same traditional demographic that cherishes that kind of fancy and you know conservative lifestyle then you're not going to grow like yes yeah. there's only so many people that believe in that mm-hmm. and they're going to keep coming back and you have to be raised in that you know atmosphere to keep coming back and i just think that they got to you know expand beyond that yeah it's about time that they do yeah so do you have any other thoughts about sports gambling or anything not off the top of my head. I mean, I think we covered, you know, a lot of the stuff um, that was on my mind. I mean, again, yeah. I think it's a great decision to legalize it. I think it's going to bring a lot of uh, positive experiences for a lot of people and a lot of revenue for a lot of companies and stakeholders. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, of course, it's going to bring negative, just like anything. Yeah. You know, hamburgers can be a huge negative. <laughs> That's true. Have people are addicted to fast food. Yeah, exactly. There's negative to everything. And making something like betting illegal doesn't make any sense to me. So I'm, I'm happy this happened. 
Yeah, me too. I, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I'm super excited to see all the different tech platforms that are going to emerge. There's probably stuff we can't I mean, even think about right now. Yeah, I mean, FanDuel yeah. and DraftKings. Oh, yeah, they've, they've already said they're getting involved. Oh, man. Yeah, which I bet they wanted this five years ago when they were being yeah. regulated to hell mm-hmm. <laughs> because people said that they weren't. They've spent so much money on legal, it's, it's crazy. And yeah. it's finally, you know, working on their behalf. So. Yeah. So sports betting is coming. Uh, one, actually, one more thought. Um, Kentucky's a huge college basketball state. You know, horse racing and college basketball. Yeah. Is there any concern in your mind or any worry that this uh, will affect college basketball as a whole and in Kentucky? The payers aren't played. A lot of them need money. What, what well, yeah, it's just more revenue. Yeah. So yeah. it's up to them to do what they want with their well, revenue. Does it impact the integrity of the sport? Uh, no. No, I don't think so either. No, I mean, there's going to be regulation around what what's going on behind the scenes with the betting community, um, and people that have in the past, you know, violated that have been really penalized. I mean, yeah. Pete Rose, and I mean, a lot of these people have really been hurt by it. So I don't mm-hmm. think there's going to be an issue. Yeah. And I mean, I I think it's hard to throw a lot of sports, anyways. I think that people think that it's easy to throw a basketball. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't think it's necessarily that easy. No, I think basketball is probably harder than football or something. I think baseball and football are probably a lot easier. Yeah. So I don't think college basketball has yeah. you know, much to worry about. I also think it's probably easier to, to get involved with a scheme like that now when it's all under the table than it will be when it's regulated. Yeah. Which yeah, is more people are talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you have people watching every transaction now. Yeah, um, now, now they're going to make even more money, and maybe, who knows, the pay- players get paid. Yeah. They already should be getting paid. That'll be interesting to see how the NCAA handles this because, I mean, there's already the big controversy right now about should we pay players, what's going on. There's, been, there's more momentum every year to allow that. Um, and if now, <laughs> in addition to these companies and these schools making money off the players, you and I are making money off the players, that's just not fair. You know how yeah. I think that's going to push that issue. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think college sports are going to be in a lot of scrutiny. With yeah. sports betting, I think it'll be one of the last to really take advantage of it because mm-hmm. just their kids. Yeah, you bet on an eighteen-year-old kid. I don't know if that's something that's super moral or yeah puts a lot, it puts a lot of pressure on them. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, that's part of the game. Yeah, but I don't know. It'll be interesting what happens to college, the college sports industry. It might be totally left out. Yeah, I, I think it will be at the start. Yeah. I think it's just professional leagues. Um, yeah. I mean, the NBA has already said they're getting involved. No, the NBA is smart. The yeah. NBA is making every move that they should be making. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of what they're doing. Yeah, so I, I think next season NBA will be supporting betting. They'll be publicizing the lines and everything like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, but college sports will probably be the last holdout. That's, I think, legalizing it and getting it uh, in the limelight is the first issue. The next issue. Yeah, yeah. And how does that play? Yeah.